They don't call it the tournament state for nothing. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to the No Uncertain Terms podcast for the week of February 27th, Term Limits Day. Deep down in Florida, there was another step forward on the path to imposing eight-year term limits on all school board members in the state. Plus, Florida voters were asked what they think of these proposals and their competitors. Throughout this podcast, we'll be hearing citizen testimony before legislative hearings in Tallahassee, Florida. U.S. Tournament's National Director Nick Tombalides was on the scene in Tallahassee this week. Hey, Nick. Phil, happy Term Limits Day. <laughs> and to you, too. Well, Florida's at the forefront of term limits activism once again. Uh, there's uh, more progress being made uh, regarding term limits on school boards. And you were in Tallahassee this week. Uh, what uh, what happened? That's right. Uh, Florida has more term limits than any other state, but one notable exception to this term limits culture is the school boards. Um, School boards in Florida uh, and all 67 counties are, for whatever reason, allowed to serve for life. Um, And we want to change that. You know, here we believe in term limits for every office from congressman down to dog catcher. And smack dab uh, in that sweet spot is school boards, uh, where members can often stick around for 20, 30, sometimes even 40 years. In Florida, school board members are paid, unlike most other school boards in the country where it is more of a public service volunteer position. So we think it's important to have a check on uh, runaway incumbency. What happened this week was the school board term limits amendment came one step closer to getting on the 2020 ballot. We're using the state legislature to try to get it on the ballot. We're not collecting signatures. Um, And the Florida State House actually just passed it through a second committee, the Oversight, Transparency and Public Management Subcommittee by a vote by a vote of 11 to 4. So now the bill, the amendment has just one more stop uh, before it gets to the floor of the state house. Uh, of course, it also has to get through the state Senate, but right. this is a, a great early encouraging sign of progress. It sure is. Both of these votes were lopsided. One of them was unanimous in favor and the other was 11 to 4, and they're both bipartisan. And uh, what's the next stop? Do we know yet? Yes. The next stop is the Education Committee okay. in the State House, the full Education Committee, and then it will go to the floor. Uh, my name is Alex Snicker with the Liberty First Network. I um, wanted to speak in support of this bill. Um, some of the things that were said earlier about, um, you know, we already have term limits, they're called elections. Uh, in the 2018 election cycle, 90% of the incumbents running in school board races won, and many of them were unopposed. So one of the things you're not going to get is competition. And the reason is, is because if a person is looking at a race reasonably and saying, well, 90% of the time the incumbent already wins, then you're not going to get as much competition in those races. But every time if somebody has an eight-year term limit and that seat goes up, then there's a whole bunch of competition that comes in to replace those and all the other seats that we have eight-year term limits for. I can't imagine that it would be any different for the school board. I think that you would have a lot of competition within there. Um, there is an incumbency advantage when it comes to fundraising. It just is what it is, you know, which is sometimes so great that the incumbent faces really no serious opposition at all. And at the end of the day, and I know that the, the, the representative said it already, this is not whether you support term limits or don't support term limits. It's whether you think that the public should be able to vote on term limits. That is really the most important question that we have here today. Hello, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. I want to give you an update on the status of our legislation in Congress. Legislation has been introduced in both the House and the Senate. In the Senate, it is SJR1, and that was introduced by Ted Cruz from Texas. That currently has 10 sponsors total, including Ted Cruz. In the House, it's HJR20, 
and that was introduced by Francis Rooney from Florida. And we currently have 35 total sponsors and co-sponsors in the House of Representatives. The most recent two came on just this week in the House of Representatives, and that was Mark Green from Tennessee's 7th District and Chip Roy from Texas's 21st District. Where I live in Palm Beach County, our budget each year on our school board is $2.9 billion. And, you know, naturally that means there's special interests that have their eye on that and they want a piece of that pie. And so we have school board members that make these decisions with these large amounts of money. And yet, like uh, elections at other levels of government, uh, we don't see competitive elections and rotation in office. And so these relationships get established and they become permanent. And these special interests are funneling money out of our system at the expense of our kids and our parents. Yeah, I I echo that. In our county, we have a billion-dollar school board budget. And it used to be that you could run for the school board if you were a parent, small business owner, someone with uh, some expertise on education. You could run and and open a bank account, spend a few thousand dollars on your campaign and win. Those those days are over. Um, Now that the special interests have taken hold of school board races, I mean, you see school board races that are now in the hundreds of thousands of dollar range. Uh, sure. for campaign spending, which really creates this huge barrier to entry for any uh, ordinary goal-oriented person who would like to serve. In other parts of the country, it's even worse. You have million-dollar school board races. Um, so we need to cut that off at the pass and remind ourselves that this is citizen public service. The best way to do that is obviously an eight-year term limit. Bob White of Melbourne, chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus of Florida. The founders had this idea that that citizens would come forward, be they farmers, be they attorneys, be they merchants, and they would spend a few years uh, discussing the issues of the time and the day and and legislating, and then they would go home and allow someone else to have the opportunity to come in and and fill that same role. And I think that it's especially, uh, you know, at the school board level, at that local level, school board, county commission levels, you know, we're talking about people making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars and up in many, many cases. And so I think the potential for abuse really exists at that level, certainly much more so at this level. I mean, no one would ever accuse any of you at this table for being in it for the money. I mean, the sacrifices that you make, leaving your family, leaving your homes and coming up here and doing the work of the people on behalf of the people, no one would ever accuse you of that. But I think I think the potential really does exist for that at a county commission level or at a school board level where those kind of salaries are being paid. So obviously the only way to address that is with term limits. So we're very pleased to be here today to be able to speak on behalf of the bill and would encourage you to pass it. Remember, we have eight-year term limits on our legislature, which means that our our legislators know that they are not going to be career politicians, that they have a fixed amount of time in Tallahassee in which they can choose to either do the right thing or not. And and they know they're going to have to come home and live under the laws that they've made so they don't have to listen to special interests. There were some objections, though, about term limits. Some legislators who really didn't just want to vote for it were saying, well, this isn't popular. Uh, you know, I haven't heard. <laughs> right. OK. I don't I don't. First of all, they said, I don't think the people of Florida are for this. Well, we've right. just disproved that because we commissioned a poll um, last week by Pulse Opinion Research, which is one of the most respected polling firms in the country. It was all about school board term limits in Florida. And this poll found that 77% of Florida voters want an amendment to the state constitution that will term limit all the school board members. I don't even think Florida's beaches have an approval rating that high. (laughs) 
everyone. Term Limits Day is right around the corner this Wednesday, February 27th. I hope you've made your Happy Term Limits Day sign or purchased your Term Limit Congress t-shirt or baseball cap from our online store at termlimits.com shop. Our Term Limits Day festivities have filled up our calendar. You can find it on our website at termlimits.com slash events. Or if you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash US Term Limits slash events. We have activities going on in Florida and Maine, New Hampshire, Maryland, Michigan, Georgia, South Carolina, a bunch in Kentucky, Alabama, West Virginia, and Arizona. If you're an early riser and you live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there's a 7.30 a.m. sign wave at the Big Boy Restaurant. In Concord, New Hampshire, at 8 a.m., there's a breakfast meeting at Tandy's Pub and Grill. In Center Conway, New Hampshire, at 5 p.m., there's also an event at the Center Conway Baptist Church. In Harrison, Maine, there's an event at 6 p.m. at 42 Main Street. At the State House in Maryland, in Annapolis, there's a 9 a.m. event. In Somerville, South Carolina, there's a 12 p.m. Westcott Golf Club Luncheon. And at 11 a.m. in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Coverdell Legislative Office Building at the Georgia Capitol, there's also a Term Limits Day event. Moving down to Florida in Newport Ritchie at noon, there's a luncheon at Johnny Grits. And in Palm Beach, there's a sine wave. At 11 a.m. in Phoenix, Arizona, there's a luncheon meeting and sine wave at Mission Possible Cafe. And at Sweet Creek Farm Market in Pike Road in Alabama, there's also a Term Limits Day celebration. In West Virginia, if you live in Martinsburg, at 10 a.m., there's breakfast and a sine wave at the Cracker Barrel in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And in Kentucky, there are four events. At 5 p.m. in Lexington, 5 p.m. in Florence, 5 p.m. in Louisville, and 6.30 p.m. in Owensboro. Why don't you check out these events on Facebook, RSVP, and join us to celebrate the first time ever National Term Limits Day on February 27th. We look forward to celebrating with you. Sean Frost of Sebastian, activist, campaign strategy consultant, and former school board member. Why we need term limits. George Stigler, who is a Nobel Prize winning economist, first came up with the concept of regulatory capture. And that's where the governing body that is meant to regulate an industry becomes captured by that industry and serves the special interests and entrenched special interests of that industry and therefore um, becomes captured and cannot make independent decisions. We all know this as electeds, the power of incumbency. For that reason, what we need is it's not 12 years, it's eight years. When it comes to ending regulatory capture, eight is not only enough, eight is great. There was a question among some of the committee members about whether the term limit for school board should be eight years or 12 years. Right. That keeps coming up. It's it, the uh, basically the opposition to term limits who feel like they can't beat it completely. They want to be able to claim they support tournaments, too. They'll support it, but they they think the proper number is 12. And it's you know, it's because they can't get no term limit that they would even support 12. Um, but the people don't aren't fooled by this. Eighty four percent of Florida voters who want this amendment said they prefer an eight-year amendment versus just 10% who prefer 12 years. Surprise, surprise. Well, great. You presented this directly to the legislators themselves at this uh, committee hearing. And what was their reaction? 
I've previously come to this uh, platform to make the case for term limits, how it's a check on incumbency, creates more competitive elections, uh, makes government more diverse, uh, and gets people to do what's right instead of what's right for themselves. But today, I'm, I'm going to be taking a different approach. Instead of talking about term limits, I want to show you a new poll so you can see how the people of Florida, your constituents, feel about the issue. This is from Pulse Research, which does all the field work for Rasmussen. It was just finished, and we're making it public today for the first time. So what did the poll find? That 77% of Florida voters statewide want a constitutional amendment term limiting all school board members. And it, it's a very bipartisan issue. It's got 85% support with Republicans, 67% with Democrats, 76% uh, with independents. We also wanted to measure support for the two most common proposals out there, 8 versus 12. 84% of voters prefer an 8-year term limit for school boards as opposed to a 12-year term limit. And since this debate started, one of the major objections has been, what about rural counties? We're told that they don't like term limits. You know who disagrees with that? The people who live in rural counties, because we did another survey and we found that school board term limits are more popular in rural counties than they are statewide. So that argument is a non-starter. Thank you for your time. Did anyone try to combat that datum? No. I mean, it's pretty hard to contest this um, because it was a scientific poll done by one of the most respected companies in the country. You know, they, they always say that that's not my district. You know, you show them polling. They're they're always fond of citing polling um, in their favor. But once it counters some narrative they're trying to push, suddenly it becomes irrelevant. So there were yeah. there might have been a few who were scoffing and smirking and saying, well, that doesn't doesn't really reflect what my district thinks. But right. the data is just overwhelming. And you look at what term limits have done when they've been on the ballot at any time in the last 20 years. They always pass with between 70 and 90 percent support when the question is phrased honestly to the voters. Right. If there's a legislator that is uh, blinkered enough to really believe that the public isn't for term limits, it's probably because they're spending too much time in Tallahassee and have been there too long because there are certainly a lot of people in Tallahassee that oppose term limits. Um, a lot of the, well, first of all, the lobbyists and special interests, the staffers, the uh, many of the members themselves, there's a culture of anti-term limits in the Capitol, but it doesn't exist anywhere else. Although, there's pockets in the Capitol that support it. Like you mentioned, this is a term limit legislature itself. But also, we have a new governor. And this new governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, is one of the foremost term limits advocates at any of level of government in the country. And now he has the top job in the term limit state. That's right. And he has endorsed this proposal. He has written, essentially, that school boards are plagued by the same unbreakable incumbency that you see in Congress and that that has to be uh, addressed. He's, he said that term limits would infuse school boards with more of a reformer spirit and attitude that you don't see right now. Shayna Lopez-Rivas of Tallahassee, a citizen activist. Term limits are not a new concept in Florida. The governor's office has a term limit. The office you all currently hold has a term limit. In fact, most elected positions for the state and many elected positions on local levels have term limits. It almost comes as a surprise that school boards have been allowed to go so long without them. Term limits are necessary because they protect the sanctity of that which we hold so dear in America, democracy. In fact, term limits are the lifeblood of democracy. Term limits provide opportunities for citizens to win public office by requiring turnover of otherwise politically connected and entrenched school board officials. Term limits open up access to underrepresented segments of our community 
and allow new board members to bring fresh perspectives and fuel new ideas for local education. Term limits also encourage school board members to make the most of their time in office and enact positive changes to the education system in their local communities. When you know you only have eight potential years, you'll want to make sure those years are spent maximizing and creating positive change. There is no elected office in America that is better off with a career politician, not one. If two terms is good enough for so many other elected positions in Florida, then a two-term, eight-year limit is good enough for our local school boards. If you want to do what is right for our kids, for our future generation, you will vote to allow myself and millions of other Florida voters the ability to choose whether or not we want term limits on the local school boards who handle their education. Thank you. And some folks have said, well, you know, why are you talking to politicians about passing term limits? You know, isn't that kind of like putting the foxes in charge of hen house policy? <laughs> yeah. um, not really. I mean, this is a check and balance. The state legislature can provide oversight of school boards because school boards are established by the state constitution. And when you really break it down, either a politician has to vote for term limits and side with the people or he has to vote against them and side with his own self-interest. I've always thought that that is a false dichotomy because voting for term limits really is in every politician's best interest because this issue is so popular. It's so popular that if you run on term limits, you can get elected, you can get reelected, you can serve for a decent amount of time and then you know come back to live as a citizen. And we've actually right. had a question in the poll that bears this out. We, we asked voters, are you more or less likely to support a candidate for the state legislature if you knew he or she helped pass term limits on school boards? 67% of voters said they are more likely to support their state representative if he or she wants term limits. So right. this is good for our country. This is good for the citizens. It's good for building a government that's more accountable. And last but not least, it is good for the politicians themselves. It's not just politically popular, but I think when term limits take effect, it has a humbling effect on politicians right. too. That works when the people are engaged in no. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do with U.S. term limits. Thanks for joining us for the Term Limits Day edition of No Uncertain Terms. The mission today, of course, is to show some public support for term limits in any way you feel comfortable. Whatever you do, send us a photo at termlimitsday at termlimits.com. We'll feature your handiwork online and in our promotional materials for next year's Term Limits Day. And of course, please subscribe to this podcast. You can use the podcast app on your iPhone. You can use iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, you name it. We'll be back next week. 